discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Lift your hands to Jesus. Just lift your hands to Jesus. And I want you to bless him. Thank Jesus for tonight, this afternoon. Thank him for this morning. Grace that is made available to us. Just thank him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift your hands, somebody. Therefore, Lord, we bless you. We honor you for all your greatness, your power, and your presence that is made available to us today. We declare in the name of Jesus, as your word comes, let your glory, let your presence, let your spirit carry us to the next level. Let your anointing make available to us possibilities which was once far away from us. And let your name be exalted. Even in Jesus' mighty name, we call it done. Amen. Clap your hands and give glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Are you excited to be in church today? I said, are you excited to be in church today? How many of you have allowed Jesus to be Lord over your life? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, today I'm sharing with you on encounters. Encounters. Uh, let me borrow one of the ways one of my mentors in Nigeria said, it is an encounter that will make you count. Without an encounter, you will not count. Encounters make you count. Encounter. Encounter. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why are encounters very important? Why are encounters very important? The Bible says in the book of Genesis, God decided to create heaven and earth. I use the word decided because according to Revelations 4 verse 11, as we learned on Friday, it is God's will, God's plan that he created the heavens and the earth. And in the creation of the heaven and the earth, God now made man in his image and likeness. And as long as God was visiting man, man's life had meaning. 
man's life had purpose. But the moment Adam encountered the serpent, his journey of impact was cut short. The moment Adam, in Genesis chapter 3, from verse 1, when the serpent came into contact with Adam, his journey of impact was made short. What I'm going to tell you today is very important. It's so important because it is by reason of encounters that life is made a meaning of. Without an encounter, even your Christian life will be a theory. If you want to measure the strength of conviction of any human being on earth, ask them what they have seen. If there is an encounter, you realize that a person's way of doing things, worshiping God, even praying, is different. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Oh, are you here with me? And I believe that you have all been products of encounters. There is somebody you encountered that made you take God seriously. There is somebody you also encountered that made you go to the club. That means that man is a creature of encounters. Man is a creature of encounters. If man is a creature of encounters, then wherever you are today is a product of the people or better still, the spirits you have come into contact with. Praise the Lord. Oh, amen. For instance, I was sharing, I've forgotten the branch I was sharing with, but I think it was, it was Alpha. And I made a statement that you need to understand that even in the judicial setup of this nation and many countries, you will find out that when two people come to the altar and they exchange rings and they say, I do, I do, and they go home, and something happens and they do not have sex two weeks pass one month pass two years pass they still not had sex when they go to the court the law says that it is legal reason for you to have a divorce the reason is because the lawyer will ask you or the legal document to ask you whether you consummated the marriage that means that if you exchange rings without sex you have not married. Don't do ho ha him. When you were doing that visa thing, and they said you have to marry your uncle, didn't you do it? <laughs> Hallelujah. In also, as much as this is true, then it means that this ring is just a license and a document or a sign to show that whoever I'm having sex with is the one I've decided to stay with the rest of my life. Ah. What that means is that the way I've already squeezed your face, let me say it anyways. If you are having sex, you have married.
Touch your neighbor and say, Asa, why is Shekakra? Why are tense? Don't deceive yourself. You see? Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the deception of this generation. The reason why Satan has a footstool, when you didn't even say, I do, to a certain girl or boy, and spirits are transferred, is because when you have sex, you have consummated something before you give a ring. But you didn't have the ring to give. Now this ring has a price. The moment I wear this ring, it means I have paid a certain price. I've gone to certain protocols before I wear this ring. In the same respect, every sexual encounter is paid for. So, no, I'm telling you something very serious. Uh, by the grace of God, I've gone to certain countries, I've ministered in different countries. When it comes to spirit, the platform is the same. In the realm of the spirit, there's no Nigeria, there's no Ghana. It's the same. It's just that <laughs> your culture might determine what aspect of spiritual interference you experience. But it is the same. I was in a country recently and I was giving a prophetic word and I said, if you even marry without bride price, it will affect your children. Yes. And a lady confirmed, in that country I was in, it's not Nigeria, she said, it is true. My parents married, but they said they will pay bride price later. So because of that, all the girls in the house have not married. Because it is not, in the spirit, another thing took payment. You can't sleep with a woman without paying. No, no, no. That's why prostitutes charge. That means that this your girlfriend, boyfriend thing you are doing free of charge. Another thing is collecting payment. So let me put it in a very astute way. Once you have sex, there is payment whether you know it or not. What am I trying to tell you? When God made man, remember man was created in the spirit, but put into a body. And when he was put into the body, or God framed his body, his body was lifeless. What gave Adam life? What gave Adam ability to relate? What gave Adam the capacity to function was the intrusion of spirits. God breathed into Adam's spirit and Adam became. That means that it is an encounter with a spirit that makes you. So you have to ask yourself, what spirit are you encountering? Because when you encounter a spirit, you become whatever spirit you encountered. Somebody say encounters. Encounters! The moment you understand this, you become a custodian of the realms you expose yourself to. You become careful with the people you fraternize with. You become cautious of the places you go to because you know that every encounter gives account. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. Say, I'm here. I'm here. 
The moment you also come to this truth, Lucifer now starts speaking to Adam. Adam did not understand that in the enterprise of spirits, encounters are the way you become. He thought he was casually talking to the devil, but did not know that conversation had planted in him a desire to overthrow God. Elisha understood the principles of encounter. He was washing the feet, the hands of Elijah, ministering to Elijah every time. Once upon a time, he met some of the students of Elijah. And when Elisha met the students, they said, do you know that your master is about to be taken away? And Elijah had told him in 2 Kings chapter 1 and chapter 2 that your master, he said, I'm going to the Jordan, I'm going to offer a sacrifice, I'll see you later. So Elijah seemed to have lied to Elisha. And the students of Elisha knew an information his spiritual father had not told him. I'm the one washing your dress. I cook your food. Not the students who teach I. I make sure if you are hungry, I feed you. Because since I came into your life, ravens and horses and cockroaches have not brought you food. I, Elisha, I feed you. Go and read the Bible. The day Elisha stepped into Elijah's life, no valley, no raven, no animal fed Elijah again. Elisha did it. That's why I say Elisha ministered. Yet Elijah did not tell Elisha that God is about to take him. He rather told his students. And the way he gets to that information is from the students. That do you know your master is about to leave and Elisha realized at some point that the things they were saying was going to affect his heart. Because every encounter will make you count in a certain aspect in life. So Elisha understood meeting the sons of the prophet is going to do something to me. So as soon as they started speaking, he said, I know it. But if you read the scripture well, Elisha did not know. He said, I know it. Hold your peace. How did he know it? Because Elijah didn't tell him that. He said, I go beyond the Jordan to offer sacrifice. So why is he saying, I know it? He stopped them so that their communication will not destroy his heart. Then what he has done for all these years, washing plate, cooking for Elijah, would go waste. Because the moment his heart is corrupted, even his eyes cannot see. So in the season where you are about to receive a mantle from your father in the ministry, in the season where God is about to promote you in the service of God, somebody will bring you a story. Do you know Bishop did this? Do you know this was said to me? Do you know I realized that happened? If you don't learn the lesson, I know it. Hold your peace. Your heart, when corrupted, will blind your eyes, though it sees. Because Elijah said, when you see me go. Encounters. It is what makes men, and it is what unmakes men. If you understand this, you will not become friends with everybody. Because perhaps... 
There is somebody in your life that has made you struggle with your spiritual life. Perhaps there is somebody in your life that has made your prayer life sharp because it's encounters. I will show you a secret today. In the spirit, there is something called buffer environment. In the scientific sphere, a cell cannot exist by itself without a buffer. So it needs a certain medium. Gorgi bodies, mitochondria, all kinds of things to make the cell function well. That means that you can be in love economy. If your cell structure is outside love economy, I count the months you walk out of this church. It's just a matter of time. Because what nourishes you is not from church. You walk out. It's encounter. You keep encountering what will take you away. But you are not encountering what will keep you. So check it. Anybody who says, so I don't really have friends in church, but I have friends outside church. It's just, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. You will leave church. You will leave church. Because what sustains you is encounters. I repeat again. What sustains you is what? Encounters. I'm talking of even the human being one. Because you see, every human being is a hotspot for spirits. When you see a madman, he is a hotspot. He is an antenna for spirits in the vicinity. Bible says the madman in the tomb of Gadara was actually the hotspot for over 6,000 plus spirits in the province. That means if any demon goes out of anybody in town, it will enter him. That's why when they left him, they went into pigs. And the pigs couldn't stand it. It means they, the demons found a man. Chains could not hold him down, but a cemetery was his prison. See what I said? Bible said when they tie him with chains, Mark chapter 5, he broke the chains, but he couldn't walk out of the cemetery. That means his prison was the place, not what to put on him. Why was his prison the place? The dead spirits, the necromancing spirits, the forces of the grave and the, and the realms of death were all found inside the snow. It was harnessed in the person. Encounters. I tell you today, if you listen to this message well, your Christian life and your life on earth will be extraordinary. Because you understand that every conversation, any time you pick your phone to call somebody, you have agreed to a protocol in the spirit. Because you called, you have subjected yourself to the influence of what is coming from the other side. Because you bought data to browse a certain website. The purchase for which you chose is the submission of free will. Encounter. Let me shock you today. This is the reason why when you are browsing and a pornographic site comes as an advert, it does not affect you. Because you didn't open it. You didn't dial it. So it cannot arrest you because it needs you to permit it. Encounters.
That is why if I see a lady on the road and she has a mini skirt and it's showing all her breasts, it will not affect me as I go to a club and I see a girl in a mini skirt because I subjected myself to that environment. So whatever influence that mini skirt must carry will find me. Encounters. If you understand these protocols, you know what to permit and what to resist. Because you know you are a product of the things you are coming into contact with. Never think you are meeting things for fun. There is a reason behind it. There is, look, in the spirit, eh, there is nothing like by mistake. <laughs> there is nothing like chance. Everything is programmed. Your failure is programmed by the devil long before you failed. Sometimes Satan takes time. He put seven boys around your life. Two guys who are cool and they look nice. This guy seems to have a car. So by the time you realize around you are people that make you want a certain kind of life. So Satan has programmed you. Then you start out okay. Then all of a sudden, mommy's job fails. Then all of a sudden, there's no money in the house. And Satan made you so hot. These boys gave you a suggestion. And you started thinking twice. I think Sakawa will be good. So before you ever desire to do Sakawa, Satan programmed it sometimes years before you came to the day where you wanted it. Encounters. That is why your tomorrow is what you are doing today. That's why your tomorrow is the kind of people around you today. If Bishop and I tell you that we have known ourselves for 31 years, it is the reason why perhaps we are in ministry together. Chances are that if I didn't know him or he didn't know me, we might not be found here. Because in the spirit, you sometimes need a buffer. You need a best friend in your teenage years who will not tell you which girl he has slept with. But man of God, I went to preach here. And because of that, you will be saved in your teenage years so that you are stuck to the word of God rather than to the waste of a girl. Encounters. And God will not commit to your hands what you are going to destroy by your character. So whatever you want to be tomorrow, check what you are doing today. You see, when you are younger, you think, oh, my youth years is different from my adult years. Go and ask your mother. She will tell you it's not separate. You will think that when I'm a teenager, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in my 20s, you know, it's the time to have fun. When I enter 30, I'll take God serious. You lie. If you couldn't pray in your 20s, you couldn't chase God in your 20s. When you get to 30 and you have work, you will understand. You will see that there's no time. So you will see that every Christian's pursuit of God in their latter years is a function of their younger disciplines. What you discipline yourself in your younger days is what when you turn to 40, you will continue. It's not that you have come to find it. You should have found it long ago. Remember thy creator in the days of the youth before the evil day come. Because in the evil day, you can never remember your creator. It is now you can remember him. It is now you can do fasting. It is now you can pray three hours. It's not when you marry. You think your husband will lead you to body devotion? Go and ask all of us, including pastors. We are too busy sometimes we forget. It's our wives who have to tell us we have not prayed. I'm telling you. So if you think you're around here, Christian man, Christian woman to lead you to God, you should have found him before. You should have found him long time. Are you here? Yeah. See encounters. encounters. This is what Adam didn't understand. 
that the education of his spirit was based on the encounterings he was going to face. Anytime he spoke to someone, anytime he spoke to something, there was a transference of knowledge. The higher gradient would determine who receives. That means that if I'm anointed and I'm a Holy Ghost filled Christian, if I stand with a devil who is highly anointed than me in his discipline, he might transfer something I cannot resist with. Today I beg you to crave encounters. I beg you to desire the people you subject yourself to in terms of the atmospheres you bring yourself under. Watch it. Know it. Advance in that knowledge. And you'll be surprised the speed by which you make advancement in life. He that walketh with a fool shall become a fool. They didn't teach you how to fool. But because you walked with one, foolery will transfer to you. It's Solomon, it's Samson, it's what do you call it, uh, uh, David, it's Saul. What did they encounter? The people they walked with. Samson was a Jew, but dwelt among the Philistines. It was just a matter of time. He would desire a Philistine wife. Just a matter of time. If you like go to America today, the way you don't like white people, you start liking them. It's a matter of time. Where you have come under the influence of an environment. Hush. Hush. Kazubara Tayasha. Mayavada Shetogoborobo. Today, somebody is going to be zapped into the realm of God. You encounter God 24 7. The realm of God will be your realm. At that frequency, I'm telling you. You sit in a car, you sit in a bus, you sit in a plane, and the energy of God is coming out of you. Everybody will ask you, Who is this guy? Somebody will look at you and say, They can't tell. You are a nice guy. You look well dressed, but they can't tell. Because when they think about you, they can't last. But there's something attractive about you. And when you tell them I'm a man of God, they'll say, That's why. And you ask them, Why? That is why. He said, There's something about the realm of God that is upon you. What am I trying to tell you? When God created man, He created man as the host of spirits. He created man to host spirits. And Satan saw it. He said, oh, so this is man that he is mindful of. The son of man that he visited. You see, when the Hebrew man says visit, Job chapter 10, the verse number 12, he said, thou hast granted me life and favor and thy visitation, thy visitation. Go there. Job chapter 10, the verse number 12, Mangura Katalaba has preserved my spirit. Because when he talks about visitation, it's not just sitting up with you. It is coming upon you. He said, the spirit of the Most High, Luke chapter 1, shall visit you and shall dwell upon you. In Luke chapter 1 verse 78, he said, through the tender mercies and the abundance of God's mercies, he said, the day star from on high has visited us. 178. Luke 178. The day star from on high has visited us. And he was talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. So how did the day star from on high visit us? It went on a woman, entered a woman, was birthed by a woman, and dwelt with men for 33 and a half years. That is the visitation of God. When God says, I'm visiting you, it's not sitting by your side. It is resting upon you. So when Satan saw the blueprint of man's creation, he is a son that God visited him. Ha! 
The angel said, oh, so there's a human being God can sit upon like a palanquin. Even the son of man that thou visited him, some eight. And Lucifer said, okay. There's an entity that can habit spirits. He is material, but he can inhabit spirits. That was the day Satan began to invoke agency upon the earth. Who will be my agent? How can I get the agent? Romans chapter 6. He said, whom ye yield yourselves servants to. Whom ye yield yourself to obey. Ye servants you become. So whatever spirit speaks to you that you agree to, you become its servant. And the servant of a spirit is the one that has become the palanquin by which the spirit rests upon. Are you here with me? Romans chapter 6, I think from 11 down to 12, 13, you see there. Whom ye obey, his servants ye become. Whom ye obey, his servants ye become. 11 down to 13, go there, 11 to 13. Hallelujah. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. Please find it, okay? Romans 6, 11 down to 13, you find it there. Have you found it? Verse 13, please. Just go to verse 13. Huh? Mm-hmm. Next, verse 14. Have you seen it? Verse 16. Have you seen it? So anytime you hear a voice, insult, you become a servant to that spirit. Anytime you hear a voice tell you, watch this. As soon as you obey, you have become a servant. You have subjected yourself to the influence of its visitation. Why are encounters important? As soon as man fell, creation also fell. And when creation fell, in Romans, is it Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says the earth birthed thorns and thistles. So the earth began to produce thorns and thistles, which was not from the beginning. Genesis 1, from verse 20 down to 26, 27, God didn't create thorns and thistles. He created trees of every kind. But the Bible says in Genesis 3, 20, that as soon as God or the curse came upon Adam, thorns and thistles came from the ground. Please, not Romans, not Genesis 3.20, I beg you. Thorns and thistles came from the ground. Thorns came from the ground. The vegetation was corrupted. So when that vegetation was corrupted, something happened. The earth had lost its spiritual texture. The earth had lost its spiritual what? Texture. Now, on the earth today, Evil grows without interference. Let me explain how the earth works so that you can understand the reason for encounters. Anytime you have a field, like we have a field out there, rain falls morning, afternoon, evening. Rain falls in a certain season. Grass grows naturally. Who has noticed it? The weeds will grow naturally. Am I right? But let, and we don't water it. But the weeds will grow and they will flourish green, big, grow tall. Go and plant a flower. 
You cannot leave a flower to grow naturally. You need to tend to it. That means that in this realm, something has happened to the texture of the earth. If you don't care for good, if you think that just grow up and good things will happen, you are deceived. What happens without care, without tilling, without farm practices is weeds. So the things you don't want to grow will be the things that show up when you say, oh, you leave it. And it's not true. It ends as that. Because for any good thing to grow, you must keep it in a certain atmosphere. You must weed around it. You must apply manure. You must prune it. If you don't do that, what grows naturally is things you don't want. So Satan deceives you to think, oh, just live your life. Things will go fine. It's not true. Many people say that, oh, when we grow to reverse, it will never reverse. Because the flower you want to see prosper, you need to apply effort. You need, to, you need to provide an environment. That is why he said in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He said to Adam, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. It means there are things in the earth because Lucifer has come to it, can grow what he shouldn't grow. Let me disturb you. Can I disturb you? When man sinned, God didn't curse man. No, no, God didn't curse man. Why? In Revelation chapter 12, Lucifer had already entered the earth. What to the inhabitants of the earth? The moment you see woe cursed is the inhabitants of the earth. For the accuser of the brethren has been cast into your midst. Ezekiel 28 said, you were found in the Eden of God. That means there's something that produces death. There is someone that carries failure. There's an entity that will activate curses. He is in the garden. So Adam, as long as you dress and keep the garden and subdue the advancement of hell, everything will be fine. But the day you obey it, you become a servant. So God now says to Adam, not cursing Adam, but telling him that because of what you have obeyed, you have come under the influence of the... So I am not cursing you. I am telling you what you have become a servant to. Because he was in the garden from the start. How do I know this? It's a principle in the Bible. Numbers chapter 21. The Bible says when Israel murmured, God caused the serpents to come and bite them. But when you read the Bible well, the Bible says they were in their wilderness. Where do you get the word wild from? Wilderness. So they were already in the wild. And the serpents didn't come from heaven. Neither did they come from the sea. They were already there. But the difference was that they did something that made the serpents, as the serpents that were always around access them. So when Israel complained, it was not God introducing snakes. It was them breaking the defense that made the snakes find access. Are you here? That's why Moses was smart and said, no, 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 no. We don't want your angel. Go with us. And when God went to them, Exodus chapter 14, let's go there. Kadia. 
Verse 20. God went to them. See what happened. What happened? And it came between the camp. Go to verse 19. He said the pillar of fire. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel. Now, okay. I don't want to preach this one, but Anytime you see an, an angel, it speaks of a sent one. When you see the angel, it speaks of the manifestation of Christ. So he gave capital. He didn't say an, an angel. He said, and the angel. Exodus 3, verse 2. Look at this. And the angel of the Lord appeared in a flame and said to him, so, he was the consuming fire. But the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 29. Let's go there. So, if God cannot be seen, but to see God is to see Christ, then if God appears as fire, it is Christ who manifested. That, no, no, wait, wait, wait. That's why we go to Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Moses. By faith, Elijah. By faith, Abraham. Anytime you see by faith, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the words of Christ. That means anytime you see by faith, it means there was an encounter with Jesus. Because without the encounter with Jesus, faith can never come. So when he says by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. It means there was an encounter of the revelation of Christ in sacrificing that made Abel contact faith. That's what it means. Are you here? Are you sure? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you following what I'm saying? So the Bible says the angel of the Lord, because I'm telling you that God sent his angel, but the angel here, oh, let me even give you another example. The Bible says in the book of Luke 22, Jesus is praying in Gethsemane, and he's crying, Lord, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. And the Bible says the Lord sends him the angel of the Lord. Now, I ask you a question. Which angel in heaven can strengthen Jesus? But if this same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it shall quicken. That means it was the Holy Ghost that came to give strength to Jesus to die. No angel can give Jesus strength. Because the moment an angel can give Jesus strength, that means Jesus needs, ah, yeah. Yeah. Are you here? Are you sure? Okay. Together. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. As soon as Adam sins, he exposes creation to the violation of spirits. Now, the reason this is so is because... When God was creating man, he is the father of all spirits, according to Hebrews 12, verse 9. Father of all spirits means he's the source of every spirit. Every spirit receives source, inspiration, strength from, G, from the Lord. So, the spiritual realm is a protocol designed by God for transmission. Let me re repeat it again. The spiritual realm is a protocol designed by God for transmission. You need to understand that because of where God is, God does not exist. He is existence. 
If you say God exists, then it means there are things God depends on. Then it violates his I amness. Because if God needs food to eat, then there is something and someone who planted the nutrients that can make God have energy. So God is existence. And in the existence of God, God creates the spiritual realm or the eternal realm so that he can enter a space by the reduction of himself then once upon a time in that space, he can assume his posture in time. He, become, he can become flesh through eternity. But without eternity, it will be too much for God to enter time. Do you understand why? When God was glorifying his son, he didn't do it on the earth. Jesus ascended into glory. It means he didn't have that glory here. Listen to the language. The glory which I had with you not the glory which I have with you now, which I had. Because he couldn't bring, if he brought it here, the earth cannot contain God's glory. According to Psalm 8 verse 1, glory is higher than heaven. How much more earth? So if God brings glory to the earth, it will explode. Look at it, the glory is above the heavens. So God can't even put glory in heaven. So God, uh, caused the sun to be ascended into the realm of God. And that's where he received the coronation. Yeah. Even God who has called us unto glory and virtue, not heaven. We have been called to glory, not heaven. But when you quote it on the obituary, what did you mean? Called to glory. Heaven is not glory. Glory is above. Is that not it? Who set the glory above the heavens? Follow me well. So when God created spirits, he had himself in mind. But because God is the most gentle spirit. Now gentleness is the ability not to force one upon another. So God requires invitation. And because he had himself in mind, remember he created all things because of him and for him. So when God was creating the realm of the spirit, he had himself in mind. But Lucifer took advantage of God's purpose and decided that, okay, if God has to visit man by the invitation of man, then the only way man can be visited by a spirit is by his emotions. So if I can make his emotions like a spirit, it attracts the spirit to that person. That's why God can't even visit you if you are not interested in it. Because if you were not so, and it was not so, it means that even if you don't want to die, the spirit of death can visit you by force. That is why before somebody dies, they write a poem. I want to die. Life is meaningless. Your emotions is inviting it. It cannot kill you without an invitation. And God was aware of it. That there are wicked spirits that have distorted the forms of God. If he creates a direct path without invitation, there will be a problem. Yet invitation is on the energy of free will. That means if a spirit is not invited, he has no business in your life. No wonder he said no one can say God has tempted him. But every man who is drawn by their desire 
tempt themselves. That means that Satan, the reason why he comes for your emotions the most, Satan does not come for your spirit. Not as he comes for your flesh. He starts with your emotions. He starts affecting your thinking. He attaches himself to your feelings. Then all of a sudden, he's controlling your choices. That's where Satan comes from. Because by those enterprises, you can invite. This is the reason why man has a soul. The soul of the man is the gateway for spirits. Because without the soul, you can't invite. I need to choose you before you come. I need to want you before you show up. I need to desire God before God will appear. No wonder the 80s will never see God. Because his desires are corrupted. No wonder the Bible also said, having the understanding darkened through the ignorance that is in their hearts. Ephesians 4, 9, 18. So they are alienated. They become aliens to God's life. Because your understanding, where your soul is, the mind, your thinking is corrupted. This is the reason why when Satan wants to destroy you from receiving from men of God, he will let you have information that will change your thinking. Men of God are thieves. Men of God want my money. Men of God want women. Men of God want this. So even if the man is anointed and can deliver you, your, your corrupted thinking is affecting the flow of anointing. Somebody say encounters. encounters. From where I'm starting, you can realize that it's a whole journey. We can preach this thing for three days or seven days. But I want to bring your mind to it that based on this enterprise that works in your system, man was not designed to live life without the assistance of spirits. Because if a wire is a conductor, of electricity. That means that the wire must have in its nature both parties that makes for conduction easy. So for anybody to be a mediator, he must have in their nature both elements by which they mediate. That means that you cannot be natural at any time in your life and think that means you are being human another spirit called the human spirit or the enterprise of humanity is energizing your living. When it energizes your living, that human spirit, that is unregenerated. I didn't say your recreated human spirit. I said your human spirit generally. That energy of the spirit that influences your body makes you call that thing the flesh. So even the flesh is the body that is energized by a depraved falling spirit. That's what we call flesh. What am I talking about? It means for Adam to walk. Remember, when you were created, how did you come to life? You were formed though. When a person dies, it's not the body that is still there, but something has left them. That means that it takes spirit to be animated. That means that any animation that I'm gravitating towards to is dependent on the spirit that I've given permission to. So if I'm struggling to pray, but I'm finding it easy to go to club, then I should check what spirit is making this one difficult and this one easy. The day you understand this, when you wake up in the morning, you have bad thoughts. I rebuke you, foul spirit. You understand it's a foul spirit. 
In fact, let me tell you something. That foul spirit is called the unclean spirit. Unclean spirits are the most common spirits. They are lower than evil spirits. If you check Jesus' ministry, what he dealt with the most was unclean spirits. Not evil spirits. Unclean. So when you are watching television, the moment I sit down and I choose the channel, whatever is coming from it, I have permitted it without my knowing. So you think that, oh, I don't agree to what I'm reading. Hey, the magazine, once you opened it, opening was a choice. So whatever is inside, even if I don't agree, my choice of opening that station is the permission for it to enter my life. One day, Kenneth Higgins said he was about 58 or 59 and he was opening a magazine and he saw something in him. And he said after some two weeks or two months, he began to struggle to remember scriptures. And he asked God, ah, Lord, why am I not remembering the scriptures again? He said immediately the, the Lord told me, he said, Kenneth, you read the magazine two weeks ago. He said, what? He said, you read the magazine two weeks ago. And in the magazine, there was a health article that said that when you pass age 55 or age 50, you start suffering selective amnesia. Some part of your brain becomes dull. So you don't remember things well. He said, yes, Lord, but I didn't agree. He said, yet you didn't refuse it. So silently, listen, no. I told you, a lot of the things you are fighting, eh? Ah. When it started, you were not aware. You were not aware. That's why sometimes you are reading a thing. Don't use, they don't use thought to destroy thought. They use words. So when you are reading a thing, say at age 55, you are going to have brain... Speak. Hey, not me. You tune into Ghana News. Nanado, um, the price of electricity has gone high. It's going to be very difficult in the economy. As soon as you hear that word, it's going to be difficult. If you don't nullify it, then listening to it without a reaction to it has permitted its life in you. You will be shocked. From that week, if you were making thousand, 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 thousand every day, because of what you just heard, it would turn to 200, 100, 200. Then you know what it is. The devil justify your mind to say, do you know what you have done? You have degraded yourself from the place of Goshen to the influence of Egypt. Because you agreed to the news. What is happening in Egypt is not happening in Goshen. So when they come to the news, Egypt International News, Egypt TV, bing, 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 evening news, breaking news, all the frogs in the Nile have come into our bedroom, bing, 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 and I'm in Goshen. Is that my portion? But you know the shocking thing? If I watch what Goshen is saying, what Egypt is saying, and Pharaoh's frogs are on his head whilst he's giving the news, ladies and gentlemen, we, are, we don't know what is happening. All of a sudden, frogs are everywhere, 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 in our soup, everywhere, and I begin to meditate on it. Even though Goshen is without frogs, frogs will find my house. You don't understand the realm of the spirit. If you did, you understand why in the days of Deborah, the the judge and prophetess. Bible says the people of Jericho had seized all the palm trees, yet only Deborah had a palm tree. They came to fight Israel. And the Canaanites seized the palm trees. So there was no palm tree in Israel. Yet the Bible says in Judges chapter 4 that everybody came to Deborah under her palm tree. Only her had a palm tree. That means that you can be in a realm. Everybody is dying. But you are not seeing the death. You are seeing life. You will live. 
Your life. I've gone to hospitals. And even the doctors know it. If they put you in ICU and everybody's dying by your side, you will soon die. Because you are scared. It's like death is around. Next morning you wake up, where is he? He's dead. Where is he? He's dead. Hey. Because one, two, three, I've all died. It's going to affect your heart. Child of God, are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? Are you sure? The moment you engage with spirits, you give them permission to make or make your life. But how can I then switch from this earthly realm? There's a very interesting story. Let me end with that story. Many stories in the Bible, but let me just end with the story. Let me even give this instance first. There was a man called Jacob. He stole blessing from his brother. Genesis 27. And he stole blessing from his brother. And when he stole the blessing, verse 27 says, he came to the father dressed like Esau. And when Isaac smelt him, he said, surely my son smells like the fields. And he gave food to Isaac in Genesis chapter 27 27. And he received a blessing from Isaac. But when he stood up, now listen, people who understand the spirit realm know the power of words. Jacob didn't take a goat. He didn't carry a camel. He stole words. Next two verses. Bible says when he realized that he had done this and Esau had noticed him, he took a staff and packed a sack and ran. He packed a sack and what? Ran. He didn't carry a single goat. So all the goats of Isaac, all the sheep of Isaac was in the house available to Esau. But Esau understood. He has collected something called blessing. It's higher than materials. Are you here? So what happened is this. As soon as Jacob ran, Genesis 28, he gets to a place called Luz. And when he gets there, he's tired from running. So he lies down. And when he lies down, he sleeps. And as soon as he sleeps, something happens. Hey! Are you here? Something happens. And what happens was that as he was sleeping, he had a dream. And in the dream, in Genesis 28, he saw a ladder come from heaven. And angels were ascending and descending on it. Do you know that that ladder is Jesus Christ? Our Lord Jesus Christ is the ladder. Ladder, 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 oh. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the ladder. Should I prove it to you? Lada, lada, lado. Please, Monto Mami, Monto Mami, don't do that. Oh, please sing it for me. John 151. Let me show you. This same scripture. This same scripture. Notice. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. He said, and he saith first 51, not 41. John 1.51. John 1.51. See what he says. Ma So let's read together. One to go. Upon the Son of Man. So it means Jesus was the ladder that the angels will climb. 
and the ladder which the angels will descend on upon Jesus, the son of God. Hey. Hey. So the next time you say Jacob by faith, it means you saw the ladder. Do you understand? Anytime you see by faith, there was an encounter with Jesus in it. There's a revelation about Jesus in that story. What is happening now is this. Now he slept there, woke up in the morning, and Bible says he stood up and said, the Lord God was here and I did not know it. Genesis 28. The Lord Jesus was here and I did not. He said, he said, the Lord God was here and I did not know it. So he took a stone, anointed the stone, and said, when I return to this spot, I shall pay my vow and offer a sacrifice to God. Who remembers that story? And he called the place what? Oh, come on. We call the place what? Bethel. Then he left. Then when he left, he entered the house of a man called Laban. When he entered Laban's house, he served for seven years, then said, I want to marry one of your daughters. Then when he started the service, they brought Leah to him. Then he realized he was deceived. Then he served another seven years for Rahel. Then after that, he served another close to seven years plus for about six years for his wages. Then in the 20th year, he realized that no, 20 years of labor, there's nothing to tell. He began to realize that no, something is up. Laban is really playing games with him. What am I trying to tell you? It took 20 years for the angel of the Lord in chapter 30 and 31 to appear to him. Because all through this time, there is no record that an angel appeared to Jacob. I want to tell you something. Your prosperity, eh? your next phase in life, eh? is an encounter away. Without an encounter, look at this, and an angel of God, the angel of the God, spoke unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, I said, here I am. Then he said, rise up. Verse 12. He said, rise up, see. He said, lift up now thine eyes and see all the rest. So, until this angel appeared to him, that means a man of God, if he had had an encounter in chapter 28, he might not have married Leah. God might have found a way to let Rahel give birth to his children. He wouldn't have wasted 20 years serving labor. That tells you that every missed encounter can cost you years on unnecessary labor. Oh yes. Oh yes. Some of you are fighting, struggling, tired because it's an encounter you have missed. God gave you an opportunity to encounter him. You took it for granted. And encounters are not scheduled by you. They are prepared for by you, but they are scheduled by God. So the day God tells you come to church, be at church around nine. You have no idea. Sometimes that nine o'clock time you came to church was not the time you get the encounter. But your obedience to nine o'clock will now influence. So five o'clock, put off your phone and pray till six. You obey that one too. So by the time you sleep at nine p.m. to have a dream, God now visits you in a dream and say, because that's why He said to Solomon, because thou hast offered one thousand bullocks, God appeared in a dream to him. So encounters are provoked. They don't happen by mistake. You provoke it. Hey. I said what? I said what? There is provocation. 
Are we together? Oh, yes. Are you sure? Yes, Are you sure? Oh, yes. You provoke it. There is what to do to provoke an encounter. It can be either good or bad. Because there was a man called Saul of Tarsus. He had received letters to go kill some Christians. But on his way in Acts chapter 9, he encountered the Lord. So he was doing something evil against God and God met him. So there's always something to do to provoke an encounter. Let me tell you something today. God does not do suddenness to lazy people. Some of you think all of a sudden I'll blow. It's a lie. You will blow all of a sudden if in your secret silence you are building. You will blow all of a sudden if in your secret silent times nobody knows you. You are praying. All of a sudden that's not happening to people who are just sleeping. And they're like, oh, all of a sudden, ah, I'll make it. Ah, all of a sudden, we go buy a car. <laughs> all of a sudden, I go home plane. Eh? You home plane. You have not given God thousand Ghana before. Don't deceive yourself. Now, what are you deceiving? Who are you deceiving? That's not work like that. The day you buy a plane, when we hear your story, unless it's a Sakawa, but when we hear your story, we know how you got there. Because by the time you are buying a plane, God will test you buying a car. Do you know what plane? Only plane. Shane, a William Shane, William Shane. I know for one whom you for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, depending on where you are going. Yeah. Play is not cow. Do you know play? Play is play is a device whereby when you park, <laughs> you pay fees. No, 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 no. Park you no. Know. Park a plane, you pay. Just to park your plane. So you can't park plane in your house. You have to park it. So do you understand? And plane is not like car that you just drive by. No, the buttons are too much. So you either hire a pilot and pay him per flight. They don't know you don't pay pilot salary. You pay him per flight. And I'm not even talking a, the whole flight. Oh, one way when you fly from Accra to Kumasi, pam, that's what he gets. From Kumasi to Accra, pam, that's what he gets. Do you know what it means to run aviation? So there are some things. Let me tell you something today. Don't declare and pray for things. You have not created structure for it. Lord, God is going to bless me for a thousand members. And you don't even have ten pastors. You are deceiving yourself. Who pastor the thousand members? God is going to give me a million Ghana city. Oh, Kalia. And you have not even given God 30,000 Ghana before. It means you are a far journey away from what you are praying for. But the Bible said in Proverbs 21 verse 31, he said, horses are prepared for battle, but victory comes from God. That means that God will still require horse. Horses are what? Prepared for battle, but the victory. That means God is not going to use wind to win. He will use your horse you have prepared. It's only anyone saying. You will use the horse you have what? Prepared. So if you don't learn, and you don't get the eight is. It's not God who lied. There's a horse you should have prepared. A lot of you ladies, oh, I know my marriage is going to be beautiful. You have not read any marital book. You are not exercising yourself in marital things. You are not studying how to be a wonderful person, overlooking character flaws. And you think automatically when you marry, your marriage will be nice. It's a lie. Marriage is not a testimony, it's a responsibility. 
When you see people say, thank you, Jesus, I'm married now. Eh, it's work. It's work. What are you talking about? It's work. You must be dead to your desires. You must be dead to your ways. Sometimes you don't even understand why somebody is doing what he's doing, but you have to agree. You, no! Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So encounters are provoked. Noah provoked it with an offering. And God appeared. And he gave him a rainbow. He said, because of this offering, collect rainbow. I will not destroy the earth again. A flood. There's always something to do to provoke an encounter. Abraham, Bible says, when he saw the three guests, he told, look at it. Genesis chapter 18 verse 1. Look at what happened. Let's read together. Read together. Want to go? Genesis 18 verse 1. Let's read. In the heat of the day. Verse 2. I'll show you something here. This is an encounter. In chapter 17, he has a vision of God. Verse 3 down to 5. He said, the Lord appeared before Abraham and he bowed his head. And the Lord said to him, Aha. he talked with the Lord. He fell on his face and talked with him saying. So Abraham was just in an encounter with God in a dream, in a vision. Yet in chapter 18, the Lord is coming and he saw the Lord. Listen to what I'm saying very well. The reason why a lot of you miss encounters is because you are not yet conversant with the Lord. Let me repeat what I'm saying. You are not used to God or you have not become acquainted with God. So when God even shows up and an encounter is about to occur, you can't even tell. Do you know how Jacob, Genesis 31, we see the angel appears, verse 11, 12. He said, look, see, all those things. When he got to chapter 32, we just read it, Genesis 31, do you remember? The angel said he should lift up his eyes and look, right? What did he say in chapter 32, verse 1? Genesis 32 verse 1. Quickly. I want to show you how to provoke it. and how to. Genesis, Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. Verse 2. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's host. What that means is that I am not guessing. I saw them the first time in chapter 28 on a ladder. Chapter 31, one appeared in a dream. So when he saw them physically, he didn't think they were normal men. He could recognize them. That this. That means that sometimes your inability to study the word and pray and be in spiritual gatherings is the reason why God was encountering you and you did not know. Because chapter 28, sir, the same Jacob made a statement at his first encounter. God was here. And I did not know it. That means God was around, but he didn't perceive it. He was not sure what was going on. But after the dream, he took notice of the face. So the, the 31, when an angel appeared, he understood what dream the angel was, who he was. Then chapter 32, he saw something like that again. The reason why sometimes we miss encounters 
is because we are not conversant with the Lord. How did Saul in Acts chapter 9 call God by his right title? Saul, Saul, why persecutor thou me? And he answered and said, Who art thou, Lord? How did he know? But the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 that concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. Concerning the law, blameless. That means there was a kind of steady. Paul had exerted himself in. He had a head about Messiah. So the day Messiah appears, without him knowing him before, there's a witness that this is the man I've read about. So when the man says, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Something within him agrees that that is Lord. Who art thou? Isn't it amazing? You are mentioning his right name, but you are asking, who are you? Listen, to move from the natural occurrences of things into the spiritual occurrences of things, it requires encounters. The day Moses encountered God, everything shifted in his life. The day Jacob encountered God, Bible says in chapter 32, he wrestled with an angel all night until the hollow of his thigh was touched. And he began to limp. And his name was now called Israel. Now this thing is this. Anytime you encounter God, you are reset to your heavenly power. Listen to me. So every encounter is designed for the reset to the heavenly life and pattern God intended for you. Jacob, when he met the angel and they touched the hollow of his thigh, you know what they said? You have now prevailed with God and man. So your name will no more be Jacob, but your name will now be Israel. Why did he now prevail, sir? When they now touched the whole of his thigh? Because apparently, the man Jacob, supplanter, also means heal. Because remember, he was named Jacob because when Esau was coming out, he held the leg of his brother. He, leg, he held the heel of his brother. So Bible says, because of that, his name actually, Jacob, means heal. And all his life, he has been living opposite what his name is. As some planter, yes, he was a trickster. But his original name as heal, he was not living as so. Yet, the Bible says, the heal of the woman, so the Jacob of the woman shall bruise the hand of the serpent. The Jacob. So now God touches the hollow of his thigh. And his leg now begins to dangle. So do you know how Jacob works now? When he walks, he walks with the heel. So anytime he walks, he's hitting the ground hard. He's hitting the ground hard. And God said, you have now prevailed. Now your original assignment the original power of your heel has been released through your weakness. An encounter will swallow up your weakness and expose that behind your weakness was your greatest power. Some of you, men are your problem. It is intimacy that is the power. But Satan has clouded the power of intimacy with men. But the day the Lord touches the whole of your tie, the desire for men will run. And you'll be like the woman at the well. Come and see another man. And the Bible says, because she had a ministry to men, 3,000 men 
from Samaria followed her. Up to 96 men she has. But after Jesus meets her, it turns to 3,000 men who follow her from town to outside town just to meet Jesus. So some of you, it's not because you like men. God has given you an anointing to pull men to Christ. But Satan has clouded it with lust. But once upon a time when an encounter happens, the whole of your tie will be taken away. And all of a sudden, what was once lust becomes love. It becomes intimacy, unbridled passion for the Lord. And nobody can separate you from it. You are addicted to Jesus. Say, I'm addicted to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you here? But quickly, let's go to Exodus chapter 3. And let's believe God. I must have an encounter. I must have an encounter. There's what to do to have an encounter. And when an encounter comes, it changes everything. When I see people struggling to worship God, when I see people struggling to give God their time, it is the absence of encounter. There's no way you can deny what you see. Job said it in Job 42. He said, we have heard you by the hearing of the ear, but now we see you by the seeing. When you see, you can't deny. A lot of you have not yet seen the Lord. That's why Christianity is religion for you. You come to church as usual. Oh, it's good to go to church. You've not encountered God. But you know, some of the people who were Muslims, their first place of service to the presence of the Lord and the place of deep worship is encounter. They will tell you Isa appeared to them. Isa showed his face to them that I am Isa of the Quran. That's why sometimes the Muslim brothers who become Christians, they become wild for Jesus. Because the foundation of their salvation is not the religion confession or the religious convincing. It is an encounter. They have seen Jesus face to face. There's nothing that will make you tell them that it's not true. The reason why I want to give up on this Christianity is not yet encountered him. So you believe drops more than Jesus. You believe in spirits more than Jesus. And you can entertain YouTube channels that say Jesus is not true. It's a construct of Paul. It's a lie of you've not met him. No wonder when they say, who healed you? Is he a real person? He said, listen, all I can tell you is I was blind. Now I can see. That is, that I met a man. Who told me all that concerns my life? The Samaritan woman. So an encounter will make you crazy. You see, when you encounter Jesus, eh, evangelism will not be hard. The reason why you are struggling to go to house to house, door to hall, hostel to hostel. Some of you, they've told you to be cell leaders. You, you are, I won't do, I won't do. You've not met him. If you meet him, you will do. What's that? Jesus, that's so nice. I'm watching will preach. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. I remember I was on campus. I remember I was a Christian executive on, in, in, in secondary school. But I didn't get the A's I wanted to do medicine. So I vowed that when I come to tech, I will not preach. Yes, I'm going to focus on books. Christian executive. So I was in Pensa. But I never reviewed myself. I was a prayer secretary in secondary school. But when I came to Pensa, I went to join editorial team. <laughs> because I knew if I joined prayer, they will make me leader. I don't want. So I went where they write letters. And I never wrote one article because I'm not, it's not my field. I just chose a field that they will not worry me. Because I was running from Jesus. 
So people saw me. They didn't see me in the crowd of those who drink alcohol and chase women. Yeah, they also could not see me in the church of those who are holding their trousers in a pampistic fashion. Do you know pampistic trousers? Pimpinis, see in your waist. And you are holding a Bible, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was not doing any of that. I was wearing my jeans and my t-shirt and my sneakers. So they cannot tell, but they can feel. So what happened was, one day, the Lord appeared to me and said, Adam, who are you running from? I said, Lord, I'm tired though. You see, the way you disappointed me in secondary school, the eight A's you didn't give me. Me, I'm not going to serve you here. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to learn, get money, and sponsor the gospel. He said, if you sponsor, who are you sponsoring? I said, you have men. It's not me. Am I the only one? It's not me. No, I was not interested. Oh, I was deliberate about it. I avoided God. I avoided God. So up to now, if you go and ask of Prophet Adam on campus, people can't tell because they didn't have a history of my Christian life. Especially Form 1, first year. There's no record. Yet, I will pray. Yet, I'm fasting. Yet, I'm praying my hours at Pajo, but I will not show the prayer team that I pray. So one day, one of the editorial guys entered my room and he was talking to me. And I started saying, he said, hmm, I think you're in the wrong department. I said, no, I'm, I'm in the right one. <laughs> Let me just be here. I want to write letters and articles. <laughs> Even if I can write, I'll gather the information for you. I'll be there's Google. I'll just screen touch. I'll just give it to you. Screenshot and I'll give it to you the information you need. I, I wanted to run away. Then one day, because say one day. Some events happened. And I realized that in your Christian work, if you are not advancing, standing is reversal. Because now, I'm not chasing girls, but I'm listening to rap. Because the Spirit of the Lord will convict me of my disobedience. So the only way to energize myself I can't go to worship. Because there God will tell me, what are you doing here? Why are you being a Jonah? You are running away. So now here I am, I'm listening to rap. I've got a hundred guns, I've got a hundred clips. I'm from New York, young Jeezy, Jay-Z. I remember the lyrics. Oh yes, I used to rap. I nearly entered WhatsApp, Kasahari Battle, by DJ Duncan. That's where Sarkodia passed through. Yes. I'm trying to tell you something. So you can be a good Christian. You don't smoke, you don't sleep with girls, you don't drink alcohol. But once you are not engaging with the Lord, something is engaging you. That spirit of apathy, sitting on the fence, it is still energized by a spirit. There is no gray areas in the spirit I learned. So here I was. Anointed Odifo. My head is head over heels over some girl. And I'm walking. Who when he left right? And I'm a different girl. And I'm walking. And I'm suffering. I know how to dance. I know creep walk. I know Harlem Shake. I know chicken. I know all those dances. I know. I've learned it. 
Asunto was not in at that time. I would have lent it to. Amen. 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 So what is happening now is that Osafu, now here I am. The relationship didn't work. In fact, they bounced me. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I was coming to Kenya University, I heard the voice of the Lord in July before I entered school August. You are not to date in four years. I know I'm in here. July, September. One year crammed by September, I have feelings. Yay! Because you know what? I decided not to follow God. That is why I realized the ability to obey God is only in the environment of God. You cannot obey God by your effort if you are outside God. Oh, media, I don't want church. I worship God on my own terms. I, I, you know, these Christians, they are hypocrites. So I'll be a Christian in my room. Sister, very soon you'll be doing things you didn't expect to do. And the reason is not because you are a weak person. You are not in the buffer. Remember, I started by saying buffer environment. So even any time you come to church, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them appearing before God in Zion. So every Sunday you make an appearance, you receive energy to resist hell in the week. So those who say they don't come to church, they worship God in their room, they don't have the energy to resist temptation. Because there's no buffer around you. You didn't collect strength to fight the temptation in the week. That's why the first thing Satan does to you when he wants to corrupt you is to make you lose interest in church. Because when you are alone, your energy to resist is reduced. Encounters. I was at Katanga Gym. Mojo. Mojo was my trainer. Today, Mojo, when he sees me, he knows me. Mojo was my trainer. Odifo. Anointed man of God. Maybe in that year. Hey. Amen. Hallelujah. But once upon a time, when the Lord finally arrested me, Oh yeah, I was running away. I thought I was the only one until I listened to Pastor Chris Oyakilome. And I realized that all of us, we were Christians from childhood, but in university wanted to hide from God. Because sometimes it gets to a point you are tired. God has disappointed you, want to, you want to rebel. You have not actually, you know, but you have just decided that executive of a campus you will not do. Hey! Hey. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> One day I was walking and my roommate, uh, my, my former schoolmate saw me and said, oh, some lady B wants to meet you. I said, oh, okay, hello. Hi. So, hi, hi. So, I like you. Hey. The, yeah, the girl said to my face. So, my friend told me that my, oh, his friend wants to tell me something. A lady. So, I like you. So, what's up? I said, ah. I was shocked. I was confused. I said, please, I'm going to the hostel and bath. <laughs> Then I realized that because I was not under the covering of service, any girl could desire me. You see this thing you are doing? You can find us attractive, but there's a covering. It's too hot. It, it, it will be hard for your head to comprehend. Then that's, I realized that, ah, so I've lost defense. I went to do Queen's Hall Week. I was Bill Clinton. 
and we are enacting the whole week. So we're doing Prince Charles and Camilla. So you remember this? So you can check. Almost 20 years now. That's around the time Prince Charles Camilla was married. And that's where I was in the campus. So we're doing this Prince Charles. So Bill Clinton. And all, so that everybody's there watching us. When I'm saying, yeah, yeah. My woman is shirt. Men on Queen's Hall. Market. Me to the girl. Be Not in Satu. Me show us. Hi, Clinton. We say, hey. This is Monica. This is Monica Lewinsky. That is Monica Lewinsky. Because I am Bill Clinton. That's why I say, huh? Me. I'm not doing this again. No, I began to get girls. Hello. I said, mm-mm. It can't work like this. Then second year, second, first year, second semester. The Lord said, you have to stop running away. Get back to the basis. Hi. Pajon was my friend. I didn't go to pray for anybody. I was there alone. Every examination, I did a, a dry fast, a fast before exam started. Nobody saw it. Because I was hidden. I wear my jeans, I wear my Timberlands, I wear my t-shirt, so you don't know I'm praying. I'm there. It was so strong that final year when I was, a lady had a fellowship, invited me to become a minister. And a lady who never thought I was a man of God was in the meeting. And they said I should minister. So I started, bah, take it. Bam, 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 bam. Girl, no, tough one. It's not shaming you. <laughs> Why a surprise? Like, she was shocked she's falling down. You, take it. And I'm taking it. And I can't stop it. What am I trying to tell you? God can put a powerful calling on your life. But there are protocols that will make the calling magnify its influence. Some of you have very dangerous anointings, but you have not allowed God to work on you, to expose you to abundance. Finally, what showed that I had broken away from the spirit that once held me bound? One day, I met some of my pastor friends on campus at the time. And as we were moving up and down, I saw them. This is about second, third year. I've moved from campus. I'm at Ediasa now. So I saw some of my friends at Brunei. Hello! Hello! Then the person, Kalura Bazandre Beseya. Then I also sent the Kashadi Varabaya. They think turned to tongues. We left Brunei. New Brunei, baby Brunei. Queen's Hall. Africa. It turned to a prayer walk. And I was not shy. I was bold. Kabale Reze. Ediasa Zagora Baba. Kote Gazigarababa. We went to the last stop. A bus stop, the last. Oh, Kabasha Derobayaba. And one of my friends saw me say, Adam, what's up? I say, Yeah, I Kazuka Rababa. Like when I tell Pasa, of course. <laughs> what was eating had to come out. Encounter. Encounter. You know how the encounter happened? I was a Pajo one day. God said, I want to anoint you. So I was praying on my own. And the hand of God came from the cloud. Touch me. Nobody touched me. I was taken backwards. Fell down without usher. You know that type of volume of volume? You're like, oh Lord, oh Lord. There's no usher to catch you. For the Lord to give me a memorial, the phone I was having, the screen crashed. So, so you know I touch you. Encounter. Who's like a phone now saying, come and because the phone got spot, I remember that encounter. It's a memorial. Listen to me today. You are an encounter away from your most dangerous version. You are just being too careful. Can I tell you something? 
your best. The best of what God can give you is in the encounter. Stop running away. The best husband, the best wife, the best children, the best ministry, the best scholarship is in an encounter. But the devil is changing you. No wonder in Exodus chapter 3, when Moses was walking, he saw a bush that had been struck by fire. Bible said he went to the end of the desert. And when he went to the end of the desert, he saw a mountain. The Mount Koreb or Horeb. And when he got there, he saw a bush that was burning. But it was not being consumed. So the Bible said, he said in verse 3, I will turn aside to see. I will turn aside to see. What, why was he turning aside? Why was he standing? He was facing the thing. So what aside is he turning? Actually, he went there because he was leading his sheep. He led his sheep to the end of the desert. So whilst he was leading the sheep, he was bypassing a certain path. And saw a bush on fire. So he was focusing on the occupation he had. But as he was focusing, he said, I will turn aside. So today, encounters cannot happen if you are focused on your daily activities. You must turn aside from that TV. You must turn aside from those series. You must turn aside from that your football match. Because it's like business as usual. I'm taking care of the sheep of Midian, of Jethro. But if I don't turn aside to see, I'm not going to encounter. Why didn't the voice speak from the start? He had to turn aside to go and see why the bush is burning. But not consumed. Can I show another indicator? Sometimes a dangerous miracle is to get your attention for an encounter. Sometimes somebody will send you miracle money, thousand Ghana. You didn't expect it. You, it doesn't have a source. It is to get your attention for an encounter. Sometimes you will get healed from something you didn't expect to be healed from. It is to get your attention from an encounter. But many times when we get a testimony, a breakthrough we didn't expect, we go back to business as usual. So the energy for an encounter is dissipated. But they said, I'll turn aside from doing this business as usual, taking care of my, my father and lordship, and see why the bush is burning. And that's where God showed him a couple of things. Not knowing Moses had problems that were not addressed. All of a sudden, Moses began to stammer. It means he had lost his confidence. He had become inferior to what God birthed him to be. Moses had guilt in his heart. So his heart was corrupted with leprosy. He said, put your hand in your chest. And he brought it out. It was leprous. He said, put it back again. It became clean. Not knowing the stick he was using was Satan's way of keeping him busy from God. God said, what is it you have in your hand? Drop it. And what is that stick for? That rod is guidance and leadership. He said, drop it. Then when he turned to a stick, Moses was going to hold it by the head because that's where to bite him. He said, don't hold it like that. Hold it by the tail. Moses said, it will bite me. He said, hold it by the tail. And the day he obeyed to hold the same rod that he had used for 40 years by the tail, God changed the name from the rod of Moses to the rod of God. Anytime you put your natural gift down, perhaps you can sing, perhaps you can dance, perhaps you learn the dances you bring to choreography from the world. Because perhaps like me, I learned rap from Jay-Z from Nas, from Tupac. So by the time I'm rapping God's lyrics, the influence for rap is still hell. If I don't learn to put my rap down and take it by God, 
it will be the rap of Adam and not the rap of God. Encounter. Encounter. It's time to enter his encounters. It's time to turn aside. What is taking your attention? What is making you busy that you can't focus on God? You are missing out on many, many, many encounters. The dance is not bad. But tell God, I submit my dance to you. I'm telling you, if you truly do, after two months, three months, you realize when you are dancing, you can't get your beat right. Because God is redirecting your steps. Because in Christ, every footstep you take is a drum beat on the backs of Satan and his cohorts. So by the time you are done dancing, Satan has lost power. Because if somebody danced and seduced a king to behead a prophet, then somebody too can dance and invoke heaven to interfere in the matter. But it cannot happen until there's an encounter. This world is evil. Galatians 1.4 said it. He came to deliver us from an evil world. The world is evil. Evil thrives. Evil grows with ease. Evil prospers. Evil functions with ease. If you don't come under encounters, the devil will make you as mincemeat. So today, is somebody interested in an encounter? He said, through desire, a man shall separate himself. Proverbs 18 verse 1. A man will separate himself through desire. Desire. Desire to encounter God. Desire to encounter God. Desire to encounter God. I cannot become loose-minded like Esau. Where I belittle spiritual things and elevate carnal things. There are many Christians, they elevate carnal things. And they don't elevate spiritual things. He said, what is birthright? Oh, hungry, are you saying birthright? It's the same way some of us go like, what is prayer? Every day fasting, fasting, fasting. Don't we have a social life? You belittle spiritual things. Is it every day we'll be in church? We keep long in church too much. You belittle spiritual things. And that's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12. You have become a loose mind like Esau. Have you ever been in a club and you are like, have you noticed what they do on the party flyer? I'm yet to see a Christian program. They write from 9 p.m. to your mother calls. I'm yet to see. I'm yet to see an all night or a spiritual program where they write TDB till dawn breaks. I'm yet to see. Yet we see all of that on the flyers and we are ready to go. But when it is God's house, we are keeping too long. Ah, TDB, the means rainbow. desire I told you God created a pathway if you don't want him he won't come the reason why hell is comfortable with you is because when it is a long party drink up where they will smoke and mix the drink with we you are comfortable there so the spirits are comfortable with you but you have never been comfortable in church you need an encounter and an encounter is asked for Lord show me Moses said Show me thy glory. After everything Moses has seen, the miracles, the testimony, Moses said, I've not seen you. Show me your glory. And the Lord said, if you see me, you'll die. But nevertheless, I will declare my name before you. In Exodus 33. And he said, he will declare his name. The Lord! 
the Lord. If you remember what I said on Friday, encounters reveal his lordship. He said, I'll declare my name. The Lord. The Lord before you. And I will show you my goodness. And I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious to. And I'll be merciful to whom I'll be merciful to. Are you desirous of the Lord? Show me that glory. Show me that glory. Lord, I'm getting tired. Show me that glory. Show me thy glory. I pray, but I want to see your glory. I fast, but I want to fast in glory. That's the type of fast. When it's even 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, you don't feel hungry. Because glory has taken over. As a fast, you can do 60 days. It does nothing to your body. You can go to lectures in a hunger, but still, it's in his glory. If you don't ask for it, show us your glory. Show us your loving kindness. Show us your grace. Spirits respond to the request of desire. I desire nothing else, no one else but you, Lord. I desire nothing else, no one else. But you, Jesus, I desire nothing else, no one else. But you, Lord, I desire nothing else, no one else. But you, I desire. Begin to speak to him. Lord, I need to encounter you. But you can satisfy no one else. But you in my life. Hope for tomorrow. I desire. Oh. I desire nothing else, no one else, but you, Jesus, I desire no one else. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.